Are you ready? Welcome to the Think Millions podcast, a channel where you get an unfiltered, raw, and authentic conversation about the challenges of being an entrepreneur and tips and tricks on how you can scale your business to the next level. If you are looking to scale your business, then you're in the right place. Introducing our host, Alexa Diagostino. Hello and welcome to the Think Millions podcast, a podcast where we're bringing real life situations to you every week to help you scale your business to millions. And I have my partner in crime, Debbie Shannon, here with me today. And we're going to talk about how to unite a team for a shared vision, which sounds kind of freaking boring, but it's one of the most important things you have to do. One of the things I'm probably not that great at, and I'll explain why, but some of the things that we are doing in our company and experimenting with that we're still testing out, but I'm going to share what we're doing. And then we'll continue to come on this podcast and share how it's working. Welcome, Debbie, by the way. Hello. Hello. Let's talk. Like, why do you think it's so important to unite a team to a shared vision? Well, I mean, like, let's do the, it's the, if you're all rowing in a boat and you're not rowing in the same direction, you're going to get nowhere. It's pretty straightforward. You have to, you have to be aiming the same way. You have to be efforting the same way. You have to be oriented the same way and you have to be approaching the same way and getting everyone to find agreement around that is not easy, but it's a better way to get there faster. Yeah. And I feel like sometimes we think we're rowing in the same way when we're not. And so that's like the biggest thing. If you're at the front of the boat and not the back of the boat, you're not seeing what's happening behind you. And I think that's the biggest thing is like, I always want to be in the front leading the team from the front because that's my personality. I'm like, let's go, let's go. But the problem is, is how often are you really looking backwards? And I would say that's been my biggest weakness is I'm so future focused on where we're going and leading the team and using my muscle to get us there that I'm not actually seeing what the fuck is going on. And that's really, to me, the biggest thing is I think you need to be sitting in the back of the boat, leading from the back, really helping push the boat forwards where you're seeing everything that's happening and where you have somebody at the front of the boat that's not you that's helping steer the team as well. So I look at like you and Tanya, you guys are in the front of the boat guiding the team and I'm in the back of the boat using my muscles in the back, seeing everything with the bird's eye view. And I think like, it's funny that I lead from the front because I was a goalkeeper leading from the back of a soccer field. So it's kind of interesting that I haven't figured this out in my 17 years yet, how to lead from the back. Cause I was that goalkeeper dictating the team what to do from the back. Well, that's kind of, it's funny. We'll stick with the analogy. What is the, there's that person that is on the bullhorn with the, with the rowing teams, the coxswain, the, the, I have no idea. Well, okay. But let's, <laughs> like I, let's Google it. I don't know. That, that person sits in the front of the boat, but they're facing the rowers. Oh. They're facing backwards. So you're exactly right. Yeah, But they're- then in my opinion, you don't know where you're going. You still need somebody that knows where the hell you're going. Right. To me, I don't like that. Cause to me, that's more of like <laughs> transactional leadership. You're like, Let's go, keep rowing, but you're not fucking rowing yourself. I think that's the worst position ever. (laughs) Well, you know, what's what's interesting, I think you said it best because like one of the things that I've seen actually happen in our business is exactly like you described, you set the mission, you set the goal, you tell us, we, we all know our roles and we go to do it. And then suddenly there's this look back almost like, and it's like, wait, so and so isn't done with their part or we've we've, you know, something had broke down over here and we didn't know it. And so then we've got to kind of go backwards and repair, you know, that breakdown in the process. And we don't know that the breakdown happened. We could have gotten to it sooner. Yeah. yeah. 
No. And, and I think it's like, cause if you're in the front of the boat, like you're leading and sometimes you forget to tell the people where you're going. Cause you're like, you're just doing it yourself. You're just steering the boat where I feel like what I've been trying to do better in the last six months. And look, when you're starting a business, we're a year into building, rebuilding an agency. This is like my fourth one, but we're rebuilding something. And in the first year of building anything, especially when you're scaling. I mean, we did a million dollars in less, it it was 47 days, something like that. And the thing is, is, and when I say we did, meaning we booked, not collected, just to be clear. But one of the things that I think is the most important things to think about is like when you're scaling something that quickly, you just need bodies to do the work. And sometimes when you hire fast, you're not finding the right people that are actually in a line. So it's like, you need just people in the boat rowing. And then you get these people that are like, there for the first 10 minutes of the row. And then they're like, eh, this is kind of boring. I'm going to take a water break, you know, and then they're not rowing or they're pretending to row and they're not really putting their full muscle in because they're not in it. You need people that are full fledged rowing. So for me, I look at it like, if you're going to get to a destination, everybody has to know where you're going. But if not, everybody knows where you're heading. It's not productive. Yeah. And I think it's also motivating, right? Because where we're heading is exciting. Like, you know, I text you and I'm like, you'll introduce a new strategy or an initiative. You'll mention, all you have to do is mention it to me. And I'm like a dog with a bone. And I text you, I can't <laughs> stop thinking about this, you know, because. And sometimes it, you just execute, which I love. You're I like, know. all right, I know you didn't ask me to do this, but I just did it anyway. And I freaking love that. I'm like, yeah, because you know, we're, he- we're, we're heading to that bridge and you know, we're going to get there. And if yeah. I'm like, Hey, idea. What if we go one, two, three, and everybody go one, two, three, and everybody go. And that's our strategy to get there faster. You're like you're the type of person in the boat that like, if I'm focused on figuring out where we're going, you're like just telling everybody, Hey, this is what we're doing. This is the new strategy. I don't have to necessarily be the one to do it. And that's, what's yeah. so great about finding the right people to be in the boat. We had a lot of bad people in the boat a lot. I mean, the last 12 months, I mean, we've gotten rid of probably 15 people that should have never been in the boat, like maybe more. And some of it were leaders. I got to be honest. And so at the end of the day right now, like I I look at our boat and for the most part, I would say like 95% of the people in the boat are exactly who need to be in the fucking boat. And like, now we're going, now we're cruising. Yeah. The team's getting tight. And, and, you know, you can't have any dead weight. Dead weight is, is a drag and it's not just an anchor, but it'll actually start to poke holes in the boat. Like dead weight can't stay. And, you know, I'm not saying that like about people in a callous way. I'm just saying that like, there's, you have to be so lean and mean, especially in the beginning because cash flow is everything. And, you know, I nerd out on that stuff and it's like, we can't run out of fuel before we get to our destination. So we have to be lean but that puts pressure on the folks rowing. And so that's where communication comes in and staying aligned to the vision is important to keep the motivation and morale high, you know, and keep everybody kind of excited. And you can turn that, you know, some people call it stress. We call it energy in, in our organization. That's why fuel is part of the name of, you know, think fuel. Like we're all about propulsion, energy, fuel, getting there rocket ship kind of mentality, but these are humans, right? And so that's why so important you get the right ones, because if you can't, if they can't communicate the way we need them to, or execute the way we need them to, nobody's going to be happy. And you just can't, you gotta, you got, they got to get in another boat. (laughs) Get, get the fuck out of the boat. No, you said something I'm smiling like a little child right now, because I'm so excited. Cause like, I just had this at home moment. And what I love about what you just said, which is freaking brilliant is that sometimes people, like if you have people on your team that are stressed out, 
and they're not energized by the speed or energized by what's going on, they're not the right people. And we've had leaders, we've had writers, we've had people in our business at all different levels that were always stressed out. And then it stressed me out. And then guess what? I'm rowing even harder because I'm picking up the slack because they're too fucking stressed to even row. And what does that do? It makes me a miserable person. And that's not the kind of leader I want to be. And I even said it yesterday, like an employee frustrated the hell out of me. And I kind of snapped a little because I was just so frustrated. I'm like, you're not listening. And I took a step back. I'm like, this is a problem. If I'm constantly getting frustrated over the same thing on the same employee because of X, Y, and Z, I either have to figure out how to fix it or I need to get rid of that employee and find someone else. And you have to do that. You can't sit there frustrated with people that are so stressed out that they can't do the freaking job. So good. And like, you'll hear people talk about culture, culture, culture. Well, I think what's more important is a shared language. It's the way we talk about our work. It's the way we talk about what we do. It's the way we talk about our clients. It's the way we talk with our clients. It's the way we talk with each other. It's the language. Culture is a symptom of language. And so I think you just nailed it. Like if they, if they can't communicate the way we need them That's to say, well, if they're not energized the way we need them to be, it's it's not going to work. Yeah, so, yeah. That, that's so good, Deb. And I feel like, like even our students, when we coach them and our clients, I pay attention to words like, because I purposely, so we have an accountant for everybody that doesn't know, we, we have several different coaching programs, but in every coaching program, we have an accountability chat. And every day I make people tell me, four different things. What are the three things you did to move a business forward? Because one, everybody thinks you need to do a hundred things. No, just do three consistently. That's it. That are revenue generating activities. You're going to build your business. Consistency is key. That's why I say three. I don't want four. I don't want two. I want three every day. And it has to be revenue generating. So three. Then I ask, what's your biggest challenge? And then I ask, how do you feel? Are you happy? And then I ask, did you work out? That's a Howie P edition. Howie P is one of our business partners. The reason why I asked that third question, are you happy? Because I pay attention. Like if you look at everything I ever write, I never say I'm unhappy or I'm stressed. It's like, I'm super happy, love what I'm doing. And as soon as I start to shift my language to I'm unhappy, I'm stressed, I'm frustrated, then there's something wrong that you have to fix. Mm -hmm. And that's why I make people call it out because if it's okay, by the way, it's okay if every now and then, like yesterday I was frustrated, I'm not frustrated every day. Like I would say like maybe once a week, maybe once every two weeks, I have like that, like one frustrating moment. For the most part, I'm really freaking amped and happy, at least now, maybe not a couple months ago, but um, like I'm, I'm happy. And if you constantly every day are answering that question with I'm frustrated or stressed, something's not working. It's a great detector. And it's important to do that check-in because I'm not afraid of frustrations because all they're going to do is point me to an opportunity. Other people call it a problem. I call it an opportunity in waiting. We just haven't discovered it yet. And so when I start to get frustrated, I realize that there's some friction that's maybe on repeat. And it's a chance for me to go look at that process or that person or that project and say, oh, something's broke here because it's not, I, I'm frustrated about it. And to me, that's just opportunity to get faster as we row, just to get faster, leaner and more aligned. So it's- And let's, let's bring this back to, because like this does have to do with the how to unite a team. It's almost like you need like a check, like a chalkboard with what frustrates you with like checks. And once you hit like five, like you have to circle and it's a, it's a freaking problem. And the reason why that matters is because- Going back to the culture or what you say, what the the language, the uniform language, if you're not speaking the same language, you're not going to have a united team. 
And if there's frustration or friction within that team, you're not going to have a united team. And all it takes is one bad egg. And I learned that the hard way. I had a bad egg in the beginning. And I didn't even know because, again, I was sitting in the front of the boat. I didn't even know there was a bad egg until it was too late. And he was like whispering to everyone in the boat, creating havoc, all because I wouldn't give the guy a raise. The guy didn't deserve a raise. Like he was literally, this was his first job in copywriting. And the dude wanted a raise in the first 90 days. I'm like, dude, you're good, but not that good. I'm already paying you more than most people do coming out of college. Generation drives me crazy. You know, but you know what that is? You know what that is? In, in, in keeping with our analogy, that's mutiny. You got to go to the captain. You don't spread the, the infection to the crew. You go to the captain. Yeah, yeah. You know, and then it's like, oh, she's not appreciative. No, like you're 90 days and you're freaking 21. No, you don't deserve to be paid $75,000 a year. Sorry. So my point is that one bad person can completely destroy your team. We had to rebuild. Like I had to end up firing like a lot of people and rebuilding, which was honestly one of the best things that ever happened to us. But at the same time, it was stressful in the moment. And if I wasn't sitting in the front of the boat, not looking backwards, I would have seen this happening and I could have saved it. But you have to be paying attention. You have to understand how people feel like now the changes I'm going to give you before we wrap this up a few things that we have changed. Like the first thing is we're now setting more team meetings. And I feel like it's really helping not only giving them an opportunity to share what they're working on and to showcase it so they could be proud of it, but also including them more in the brainstorming piece and giving them the opportunity to be a part of what more a part of what we're doing. So that's the first thing. So it makes them more feel a part of it, but also put their two cents in. So that's the first thing that we're doing. The second thing is I personally have been meeting with people individually, kind of giving them my feedback, whether it's constructive, whether whatever it is. And that might mean I send a voice memo to them like, hey, want to tell you did a really great job this week, whatever it is, or hey, great job this week, one piece of feedback or meeting with them one-on-one in Zoom. And so I've been doing that a lot with my my members. I'm not every week. I mean, I'm talking once a quarter or whatever so that they get some face-to-face with me, which is, it kind of re-energizes them and it, and it makes them feel like I care. And that's really important. The other thing we're doing is, is really implementing more bonuses that are team-wide. So one, um, we're doing a, a quarterly survey that basically asks them a series of questions. What do they like most about the company? What do they like least about the company? What are their advice for leadership? Who Who's your MVP? Like who's the person that you can't live without in this team? Who's the, we're even asking, I'm just coming out. Who are the three least helpful people? Like be honest. And I had one person that literally was in every single person survey. So I got rid of that person because that's, guess what? That one person was not uniting the team. So you have to ask these questions. Don't be afraid to ask who's not helpful. Who's got an attitude? Who, who do you find doesn't respond? Like that creates frustration. If, if you have a member on your team that somebody is not responding, that frustrates that one person. So the, we just said, if the more friction you can remove, the more united team happens. So, and then the team wide bonus is really important because it's uniting everybody. We're all going after the same goal. We hit this goal. We're going to take 5% and we're going to split it amongst all of you. Now that's uniting the team and getting everybody in. So these are some of the things that we are doing as a leadership team in our company, I feel a shift already. I feel, I think the last yeah. 45 days, right? I mean, you agree? I agree. I can feel it. It's yeah. there. Mm-hmm. It, yeah. It's important. And but I'm also taking right the attitude too. Like I'm paying more attention. I'm even leadership, like even myself, right? Didn't I not call myself out a couple of days ago? I'm like, shit, I didn't come off right then. So I'm trying to, to be mindful. 
Yeah, we we all have to. And and that's the role of leadership. And what's cool about the, the additional meetings you said, like the one-on-ones as well as the team meetings is guess what gets picked up? The language. It's a way for leadership to kind of just by conversating, you know, have the team kind of start to hear our thoughts. Because that's one of the things, Alexa, you know, we talk about Alexa speak, you know, you have to learn kind of the leadership's dynamic and how leadership, how they focus, how they work, how they communicate. And once you kind of get the language, you can you can now be participating in the conversation in a productive way instead of like asking a zillion questions and just being a distraction. So having those meetings gives them a chance to kind of hear your thinking and hear our thinking and hear our vision for themselves and it's a whole lot easier for them to integrate it into their work when they when they get it on that level. So it's it's really effective. And it's and for the um, survey you're doing, what's great about that is you use the word helpful. You asked about who's being helpful, not like who's great at this or great at that. So it's not a popularity contest. It's like literally who's been helpful to you in your role. It's a great word because that's what team is. We row together. We we ride together. We die together. This is we either get there or together and achieve or we fail together. That's team. All for one. Yeah. And, you know, the last thing I'll end with is it's not easy to be a leader (laughs) and we've got to give ourselves a little grace. I know for me, I have so many things I have to work on. And when, when the stakes are high, it's really hard to be composed. And that's when we have to be the most composed. And I'm talking to myself too. And so it's good to have team members that will call you out and will like have the betterment of the company and isn't afraid to say, Hey, that came off aggressive or, hey, that's not how, you know, it, this is how it came off to me, not saying that's how they took it. And that's what happened the other day where I literally wrote somebody on the team I'm like, hey, just so you know, I don't know how that came off to you, but I'm not mad at all. I just want it done. And I'm just I was in 10 meetings. So if it came off aggressive and angry, I'm not angry. I just really need this done. And the person wrote back and said, hey, you, I really appreciate you coming to me. I did think you were mad at me. I appreciate you clearing it up. And I wouldn't have known to do that if somebody didn't call me out. Because at the end of the day, we're all on the same team and we should all be in the same boat. Otherwise, they shouldn't be in the boat at all. Well, what you just said is the fact that they called you out tells a lot because it means that they trust that that they feel safe to be able to ask and interject. And you will not have a team rowing in the same direction if the trust is broken, if there's no trust. That's the foundational element of any good team. They trust each other. So we have to be able to say, hey, are you, you know, like I'm trying to read this, the vibe here. Like they need to be, we all need to feel like we can ask those questions. So that's a really good sign. I'm glad that that happened because that tells me that they feel safe, that they can check in and they know you're going to be honest with them. That's one of the other things you build a lot, you foster a lot of trust in the team because you're straightforward and honest. You don't pull punches and we always know where we stand. And I, and I think that's the role of leadership too, is to make sure everybody feels clear about where they stand. They trust what they're being told and they trust leadership to be straightforward with them. And we are definitely that. So yeah. Yeah. So just to recap, some of the things that we feel you should do to unite your team is one, make sure they actually know where you're heading. Make sure they understand the vision, that they want to be part of that. Two, have clear communication. Have a two-way communication channel to help make sure that everybody's on the same page. Three, remove friction, any kind of friction, whether that's from you, whether that's from understanding a project, whether that's from somebody not responding, whether that's from attitude, whatever the friction is, do, and there will be friction. So it's not bad to have friction, but do your job as a leader to get rid of that friction. And four, build some sort of compensation package that brings and unites everybody towards the common goal. Not everybody's motivated by 
money. That's why we have the other things in place. The two-way conversation that you said, right? And communication, it's building that trust within the team so they feel they can come to you. Sometimes that's that's why one of the questionnaires on the survey we asked is, what's the most important thing to you? And we asked, is it compensation? Is it getting moving up in the company? Is it moving the company forward? Is it culture and feeling good about your work? Like what's most important to you? So then we know how to actually lead. So I hope that this was helpful for everybody listening. And if you want more podcasts, go to thinkmillions.com. If you enjoyed this, make sure to hit that subscription button. Give us a five-star review. We do a good job, I I think. So I would hope uh, you'd be willing to do that. So thank you. And we will see you in the next episode. Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of Think Millions Podcast. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. We really appreciate that effort. And we'll catch you in the next episode.